You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. Now, if you've been following long, and I appreciate your patience, I'm your host, Massey Zeman. I have a new title trainer who's down in Texas. We're back. We're back. We are back. Um, My wife and I had a child, and she's super cute. And I had golf to take, clap. I had to take golf clap, golf clap. We're not talking about golf on this podcast. <laughs> I hate Tell your daughter. I'm sorry. That was yeah, yeah. Don't, don't interrupt the introduction to my daughter. And yes, I have a daughter. I have the new title of dad, of father. People keep calling Ooh. me that. And it, and it hasn't sunk in yet. People are like, Oh, you're a dad. I'm like, who me? Yeah. I get, yeah, I guess. As your co-host, I've been calling you daddy for years. Yeah. Well, that's cause you know, your place, you know? I do know my place. <laughs> it's it's behind a computer screen remotely now. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Daddy. Um, very excited to have. It was a, it was a good month off. The Fourth of July happened. And oh, that's she right. Was born on born on the fifth. Born on the fifth. Like God, that's they science technology is nailing these due dates, right? Yeah. Uh, you're Wasn't Christmas, that a prediction. Yeah, you're a Christmas baby. I'm a. I was. I was late because my head my head got bigger, so I, I cooked longer. Oh, I and see. as I cooked longer, the head got bigger, so I swole up. I was supposed to be maybe not a Capricorn and out by the 18th. Oh, okay. Well, what we'll yeah. is what is wrap up this segment real quick? I'm I'm every now and then I'm a Thanksgiving baby. You're a Christmas baby, always. And uh, my baby girl is going to be. We're going to shoot off a lot of fireworks on July the fourth, and and uh, be like, hey, it's your birthday. Let's shoot some fireworks. So what was, let's just do a quick, what was 4th of July like this year, as opposed to the last, uh, how old are you, 28, 27 years? Yeah. Yeah. Right around mm-hmm. then. I started having children when I was 27 years old. No, I, no, no. How, I, are your four, no how are your 4th of July's prior to your 35th one this year? Oh, guess. Um, yeah. well, I mean, how do I explain this? Um, binge, binge drinking and f- dangerous activities like fireworks? And, and then, this year it was like what? This year Nest, we went nesting? to we went to Slide Lake. Hillary paddled around. I paddled around on a paddleboard. Uh, the dogs were there swimming, and then we went to the hospital and geared up on the Fourth of July. Oh, that's bad. Wait, Hillary was paddling and doing stuff like that on the day before the baby. Two days before the baby, we ran uh, the whitewater. What a badass! I have this great picture that I ordered. It's huge of Hillary <laughs> being very pregnant while running Kahuna in a raft. It was it was pretty awesome. Any uh, non-Jackson moms that are listening, you just got Jacksoned by Hillary. She was paddling <laughs> sure. the river two days before her water broke. That's that's pretty epic, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I ordered the biggest uh, the biggest <laughs> picture that photographs could have, and it's great. Mm. It's great. Maybe we maybe we'll share it. Maybe we won't. Hillary was like, "Where are we gonna put this? Like, place that no one can see it, right?" I was like, "No, we we'll put it somewhere. <laughs> it's put it in the put it in the barn with your where your tenant lives." You yeah, love that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check this out, Johnny. All right. We have an absolutely packed show for the listeners. We have a lot to catch up on. We're not going to talk about Britney Spears and Wim Benyana. That, that, mm, that, that was a while ago. That yeah, story is passed. But we do have a couple of things that we want to lead off the show with. One, Bison Goring update, trainer. 
excellent. It's been a month off. We were, everything was really slow. And since then, it sounds like we've had some action in the, in the, uh, the sport. I think so. I think it's probably just the heat. We had a nice, cool spring, green grass, lush, cool temperatures. And now that it's been hot for a couple of weeks, I think the animals have, have had enough. Yeah, the tourists are getting dumber because they're like uh, low, running low on oxygen. They're not drinking enough water, so they're a little loopy. Yeah, they're just kind of starting to trying to pet things again. Maybe I will give I will give <laughs> this woman credit. A forty seven year old woman from Arizona was walking out Ugh. in front of Lake Lodge on July the seventeenth. It's worth mentioning that there was not stupidity involved in this case, trainer, where we've had oh, okay. that in previous incidents. So and innocent, innocent until proven guilty. Unlike Deshaun Watson. Got yeah. It. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So she uh, suffered some severe abdominal and chest wounds, got flown over to Ermac in East Idaho. That's a helicopter flight. So we have a couple facts here. We'd like to break down. Blood was drawn. There was a helicopter ride. We're looking at multiple points here. Hmm. So, um, I'm thinking here, and, and we can discuss this. I think we get one point for drawing blood, especially the probably the significant amount that hap- that got drawn. Did we did we carry these rules over from last year? Didn't we? Have, we had helicopter was what two points or one one and a half? Yeah, I I put it down as as one point two five. What do you think we should bump that up to one and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think blood helicopter and, and blood. Yep. All right. So all right, just a quick quick math here. That is. Two and a half points in this one incident. And do, if you remember, our over-under is 4.25. So right now, Bison Goring update, the score is two and a half. That's, we're, we're sneaking up to the over, trainer. Last year, the over was shattered. We even stopped, we even stopped keeping score because the animals, the animals hit the over by far. So we'll just, I'll just write it down here in the log. Two and a half points. Points. Now we wish this woman a speedy recovery. It does sound like she it was no fault of her own. She just ran into the wrong bison at the wrong time. Well, 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 well. Ran into like she walked around a blind corner or she ran into like she was, you know, trying to catch a football from somebody and hit the bison. I don't think she was running a a, a hot route, you know, <laughs> quick post. I think she pro- I think she probably saw the bison on the pathway that she was walking on and was like, uh-oh. Look out, here mm-hmm. comes a bison. And the bison said, not today. I've yeah. had enough. I was there once with a bull moose. And um, yeah, it can happen to even intelligent people like myself. So fair enough. You got gored by a moose? Chased, chased. Galloped, galloped towards. That's that's the scariest thing ever. It was. I was with John McCarthy. Uh, congratulations to John. to John. He's getting married in seven weeks. The same weekend as the bison goring ending um, season ends yeah yeah so labor seven day weeks seven mm-hmm. weeks so we've gone uh put it let's put it halfway through this the season 14 weeks is probably the length of the season yeah a little over half like all-star break kind of like yeah all right so, so the bison the bison are storming back to take the over okay pun intended <laughs> let's talk uh let's talk let's talk women's soccer yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to let you lead this. I have some odds and I know what group we're in, but you know, I'm going to have you lead this segment. Um, so what, what we're seeing now is I don't know anything about any of the women's team besides how good that we are, because we're going for a three peat. The United States women is going, that's right for a three peat in the world cup. I'm not sure how many, 
people have ever three-peated in the World Cup. I'd have to look that up. They would get Todd on that once he finally shows the 90, up The um, 92 to 95 Bulls and the 96 to 98 Bulls, three-peats. Oh, that's – oh, never mind. Sorry, no, 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 no. But three-peating, three-peating nonetheless. So the United States women's uh, national team is in Group E. That is coupled with the United States, Netherlands, Portugal, and Vietnam. The uh, the women's team starts off with Vietnam, who is a heavy underdog, Portugal being a heavy underdog as well. But the Netherlands, the Netherlands are picked to get out of Group E. And in 2019, who did the United States play for in the World Cup final? None other than the Netherlands. So we have a bit of drama here in the group stage where the United States and the Netherlands will rematch the World Cup final from 2019. And it's probably going to be electric, if I had to guess, Trainer. Yeah, uh, the Netherlands are they uh, plus 1,800. Uh, the other two teams, Portugal, plus 10,000. Vietnam, who we play first, plus 100,000. So they're, they're way down at the bottom. Yikes. So kind of a, yeah, uh, top-heavy uh, top heavy uh, group we got here. Netherlands are good in men's and women's soccer pretty consistently. Cause I remember they played the Spanish team in the 2010 men's um, world cup final and lost to Spain. Look at you. Where did you pull that from? I was in Spain, not running. With oh, the Bulls, that's but right. I was that's in Spain. Right. Yeah. The night of the, the night of the final Madrid. Oh, all of a sudden, I'm cultured. All of a cultured. sudden fireworks start shooting off. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Oh, they're playing soccer tonight. No, it was that was that was a cool experience because it was like every business shut down. The, the streets were lined with people. They had this big ass TV, and you could see there was a line of people watching. You couldn't even see how far down the road they were. Um, yeah, one of the coolest sporting, probably the coolest sporting event that I had just like to be a fly on the wall for. Um, anyway, unlike the U.S., the men's team sucks as usual, or they will <laughs> suck again. Women's team elite. Uh, women's team favored. England second. Germany third. Spain fourth france fifth those are the top five going into uh the this world cup that's good to know and we're gonna be following close closely ish i'm not gonna over promise yeah. let me under promise and hopefully over deliver but i am a for the time being just like i am with every other soccer event um if, if i get to cheer on the united states it's well documented i cheer on the united states i'm stoked to cheer on our country in sports yeah, 100%. Vietnam matches tomorrow. Tomorrow at 7, and then we play the Netherlands on the 26th, which I think is a, I think is a Wednesday. It was hard It was hard to refrain from a, a U.S.-Vietnam joke, but I'll, I'll stay away. Um, go, You know, go ahead. No, don't go ahead. Don't. don't. I don't have one. It's just the idea of it. <laughs> it's just, the, just if we were able to brainstorm. I hope no, this- no. If we're able to I hope air this it. ends better than 1972. Okay. All right. All right. There That's you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm there with you. There's there's plenty there's plenty of meat on that bone. A lot of meat on that bone. Yeah, but is. we're on a, we're on public radio, so we're gonna have to. Mm. Man, there's a lot of good stuff, isn't there? I wish we oh, would yeah. have brainstormed just so I could let one slip later. Okay, uh, trainer. Anything else we want to lead off the show with before we get into the this week's huddle? Um, I just had biggest headline is we've been waiting a long damn time for DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook to find a home. DeAndre Hopkins finally found a home, um, but it wasn't yes. with the Patriots because Bill Belichick vetoed that happening. He overspent on free agency two years ago for a bunch of crappy weapons like mm-hmm. receivers and tight ends that panned out to do nothing, and then he passed on DeAndre. I think he's setting up Mac Jones for failure. Seems like he's already – he went from loving him to saying meh 
to saying no, you're not getting anybody good. Is there Walter. is there a chance that Bill Peller, Bill Belichick overvalues himself and his ability to coach? Because yes. yeah, I think 100%. that's what we're starting to see here. Now he got he caught lightning in a bottle with Tom Brady and was able to keep that contained. And when Tom Brady finally asked for some money in the in a two year extension, much like what Drew Brees got at the end of his career. Bill Belichick had the audacity to be like, no, I think I can do this without you. Tom Brady obviously went on down to Tampa Bay, won one for them. And it was it's just one of those things where it's like it's it might be 70% Tom Brady, 20% Bill Belichick. Or how about this? 70% Tom Brady, 25% the system, 5% Bill Belichick. I think I I think I fall. Was it, did that did that add up to a hundred? I think it did. I think he did a good job there. Okay. All right. I think yeah. But yeah, he had yeah. Bob Kraft, uh, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa Bay, and Bob Kraft stayed in each other's DMs throughout. Actually, kind of the inception of what is love is blindside when it comes to NFL. It's like the ex-wife moved on, found another, uh, found mm-hmm. a good partner, and succeeded in the marriage. And Bill Belichick's kind of this like old curmudgeon divorcee who's not really finding the next. I'm teasing love is blindside when we eventually get to it in August. But yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is it's just it's I'm, I'm starting to think that bill belichick i'm not going to pull like an entire colin coward here or something just try to grab a headline but bill belichick's there are chinks in the armor and his hiring of last year i mean he finally got an offensive coordinator he hired two defensive coordinators last year to run the offense it was it was almost a spectacle and his son runs the defense now and the patriots missed the they missed the playoffs last year right two years in a row they they went to the they went to the one before last, lost their first game. I don't remember who against, but yeah. Oh yeah, and and the fact they passed on DeAndre Hopkins, he goes to where every great receiver goes to die to Tennessee, <laughs> where Randy Moss, Julio Jones, and oh, nice. uh, who else was on the Titans for a while? There was somebody else that I can't think of. Oh, AJ Green was he on the Titans? No, AJ Brown they sent away uh, because they got cheap and didn't want to pay him. And he's on the Eagles, just went to a Super Bowl and lost, but he went to a Super Bowl and now he, plays Jalen Hurts instead of a stud in. Ryan Tannehill and Will Le- Levi's jeans. Like, I mean, that A.J. Brown scored big time, and then the Titans replaced A.J. Brown with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins now versus 2019-18, yeah, not the same player, but I think he's still pretty damn good. So he's going to improve the pass offense because Derrick Henry needs help. I really just would want DeAndre Hopkins to be on a winning team and play meaningful games. I know. I was hoping for. He's kind of like Andre Johnson and Calvin Johnson too. Uh-huh. Like they played. They played for Detroit and Houston respectively, and and just never had any any success when it came to wins and losses. I'm kind of surprised. I guess the Chiefs are just at that point where they've got too much money and other players, but they, I mean, they're kind of. They lost Tyreek Hill last year. They proved that didn't matter. They had Juju Smith-Schuster. He's gone. I think he's on the Patriots now. Funny. I forgot about that. And now they have just like Kadarius Tony and a bunch of dudes. So I feel like DeAndre Hopkins would have been a good fit there, and that would have been a winning team he could have gone to and succeeded. But um, they offered him $14 yeah. million. I was uh, to Tennessee. I was I was wondering, like, what was the next be- best offer? Ten? Seven? It's pretty low for a guy who's still really productive and, like, can still – he the way he plays, he doesn't need to, like, be a burner so he's just all hands knows how to make shifty moves and routes and yeah i mean dalvin cook we'll get into the running back situation later but dalvin cook may just be uh without a job like zeke for the rest of the season or for the whole season i don't know i feel like he might get scooped up but it's taking a while it he 
the rumor mill to Miami was hot for a little bit, that, but that never got no. done? Nope. Nope. It seems like the front runner, but nope. That would be so awesome if he was in Miami. I love Mike McDaniel. He was really funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, any other free agency news while we're while we're on the topic? I think we're caught up. That one just lingered. Didn't, not much else happened. Yeah. Uh, people aren't paying their running backs. Saquon Bar- Barkley didn't get paid. Josh Jacobs didn't get paid. Um, so they and the deadline for that is passed. So we're we're in a very strange spot. That because running backs aren't able to earn that second contract just due to the nature of their job and how much, you know, how much they get hit and how much usage they get. So there, mm-hmm. there needs to be some sort of adjustment where running backs can like renegotiate after two or three years. Yeah, it's kind of been, it's in my, it's in my critical number. So we can get into it. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's, let's do let's do. This is the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and the goat of the week, either fictitious goat or your actual goat. So there's uh, there's a couple different varieties. The huddle is something we do every single week. It helps us get us through the news. Uh, Trainer, let me kick it to you. We'll start off with your good news of the week. So there's only 50 days Massey until college football. We've got the yes. SEC um, media days going on right now. We'll talk about Lane McKiffin later. Um, I've got a list of the best names going into the 2023 season. You want to hear some? Yes, yes. I and mean, college football media days, like the SEC media days, are always great because I'm an SEC fan. But they uh-huh. announced Hard Knocks, the Jets. Yeah. So it's starting to feel, starting to feel like football. Swamp Donkeys is coming out on Netflix or whatever it's called. Yeah, dude, I cannot wait. Johnny Manziel <laughs> documentary and Swamp Donkeys that that followed the Florida team that every single person there besides Tim Tebow got arrested. All right, give me some good of the good names coming into this college football season. Well, you got at quarterback. You got General Booty. I remember him. He was a Bama yeah. guy first, right? Yeah, he's an OU now, so I didn't know that. General um, Booty. Yeah, we got Rowdy. What, what position does he play? Quarterback. Quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. Sick. Did you say Rowdy Beers? Rowdy. Rowdy Beers, a tight end for Florida International University. The Owls that went to the Final Four in basketball. All right. All right. The, yeah. That shows that his dad and his mom have a sense of humor, and he's probably definitely from Florida. Parker Titsworth of Ohio University, the Bearcats, who beat UVA two years ago in March Madness. These are There's a lot of March Madness tie-ins here, mm-hmm. just because my memory is weird. Um Let's see. We got. Uh, How can you remember all the UVA losses? <laughs> That's all I remember. Furman, uh, <laughs> Shida Silla from Boston College. All right. Shida, right. Pig Cage. I was hoping he was an Arkansas guy. Uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. Pig Cage. First name Pig, last name Cage. Pig Cage, yeah. Is it um, Nicholas Cage's son? That's a good question. I'll look up. Yeah, we'll look up what he what he's got for parents uh, on the Google here later. Um, mobility. That's so I sick. That guy definitely UNT? plays D one. <laughs> your your boy Kool Aid. Yeah, UNT the North Texas Green Machine. Kool Aid McKinnistry, your boy from Alabama. He might be the number um, one cornerback in the country. Dude, person plays for Central Arkansas. Arkansas. R K Y. R K A R K Y. Arkansas. Arkansas. Kentucky. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching your face be so bamboozled by by Ark and Kentucky. They're not close. They, in fact, are a couple of states away from each other. Are they? No, I think the top of I think the top of Arkansas might come close to Kentucky. Doesn't Kentucky run the whole length of Tennessee? I think it does. I think you're right. And we got uh, two linebackers, a lot of great linebacker names, including, including Shitta, uh, Chiefs, Chief Borders from Nebraska, and memorable, memorable factor, Duke University. Memorable factor. Sounds like a math major. Sounds like a math major's. That sounds like a math major's Twitter handle. It sounds like something Oppenheimer used to make the, the A-bomb. Oh, yeah. Are you going to see that? I'm sure you're stoked. Oh, Christopher Nolan movie? Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times can that guy – what's this guy? He's from uh, Pinky Blinders. Just look like a complete badass smoking a cig. Oh, Cillian Murphy? Smoke show. The Scarecrow from Batman. Are you allowed to smoke cigs when you're making nuclear weapons? You're not you allowed were to, in the you were in the 1930s and 40s. They're yes. like we're not we're not worried about this nuclear Different weapon. Time. I'm gonna just gonna light <laughs> up a, a lucky strike here, and I am totally not worried about. I mean, they were smoking at the gas pump. That's that's obviously got to cut out. But when they're making the nuclear bomb, no one was like, "Don't smoke around all the radiation, Oppenheimer. Not the radiation." All right, here's two more to end with. Fish McWilliams from UAB. Fish McWilliams sounds like a band that would play at Snoking Live. All right, Fish Fish McWilliams. Major Burns from LSU. Bluegrass cover band band. from uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Recovering Fish. Now, who was the last guy that plays for LSU? (laughs) Major Burns. I like that. Uh, I hope he's a wide receiver. Oh, is it D-back? D-back? Even he, better. Even better. He covers He covers wide receivers. LSU is going to be a problem. Brian Kelly is coming into this season, um, second season with the SEC, having success, wanting the West and making it all the way to the SEC championship in Atlanta last year, beating oh, Alabama, helping his recruiting trail with saying, hey, look, we can beat Nick Saban. He's not the top of his game anymore. Guess what? That works. He's getting an talent by the droves he's put a fence around louisiana every single kid in louisiana wants to play for lsu he's making that happen i am worried about lsu yeah he's a real killer yeah he is <laughs> don't and and let us not forget that this he time killed last somebody. year he killed somebody this time, this time last year he was if you remember this i remember that embarrassing cringy tiktok video that he lost the recruit yeah and yeah yeah and look at what's going on now he won the you won the SEC West? That God, I hate him. I hate him so much. So much. Um, also, something worth mentioning. Did you know that Bobby Petrino is Texas A&M's offensive coordinator? Oh, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Still have his neck brace on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was my stuck on, or one of them. I have, I have a couple others. But I saw like Bobby Petrino's taking over play calling duty from Jimbo Fisher, and I was like, I forgot about you. Dang it. Um, okay, my good news of the week. Alvin Kamara. Ooh. Justice has been served. He pleads no contest to misdemeanor charges regarding him and a handful of his buddies beating the absolute snot out of a guy in Las Vegas. Deserved it? He, um, we don't know. The security tape is a little vicious. He will pay $100,000 to uh, to cover all the medical bills, which is... A very, it's very, very sh- well short of the ten million dollars the guy was suing him for. Um, the NFL has yet to dull out the punishment. 
But misdemeanor charges isn't that bad. Right? No, I've got misdemeanors. No, I've got misdemeanors. I'm doing okay. My my file is closed with, with all the misdemeanors I have. That's uh no. sealed. Expunged? Expunged? In I, don't know, I don't know expunged, but after the age of 18, I think your file gets sealed. But it's in some dusty dusty file cabinet in the back of some juvie facility in the outskirts of Mobile. That's that's a fact. You did time in juvie? That's awesome. No, I just had to go visit it. <laughs> they were like, this is where you're going to end up, kid. And I was like, I do not want to end up here. I will, I will die in here. You got one of those? I used to get the, uh, if you don't do your homework or stop playing video games, you're going to military school. Yeah. Threats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, got, I hear you. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I don't, we just dove into our, <laughs> in our bass lives again. <laughs> All right. Cool. Very cool. So, we're going to see if Alvin Kamara can play a full season. Hopefully, the penalty coming down from the NFL will be a slap on the wrist because the Saints are going to need all the time or all the help they can get. Derek Carr is quarterback. It gives me new hope, but I think Derek Carr is Derek Carr. So we'll see how that goes. Going to be better than Andy Dalton. That's all I know. Yeah. Top 15 quarterback, beautiful eyes, two great, well, one great receiver, one that's still doing mental reps on the sideline. That could be great again. We'll see. Don't get me started on Michael Thomas. Enough about Michael <laughs> Thomas. All right. Good. I didn't say his name. I didn't say his name. You, you, you did. You did. I saw yeah, your eyeballs said his name. All right. Give me your critical number. Speaking of running backs, uh, mm-hmm. my critical number is 13.72 million. Okay. That is the average salary of a running back. No, that is the highest paid running back salary in total cash this year, which is actually a rookie who went to Texas named okay. Bijan Robinson. He's the highest paid running back in the upcoming season. That's pretty wild. I did not know that. In the league? Today. In the league. Christian McCaffrey, 12 million. Okay. Alvin Kamara, third, 11 million. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, the list goes on. Tony Pollard, tied for eighth. Saquon, tied for eighth. Josh Jacobs, above that. What about Austin Joe Eckler? Joe Nixon, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Eckler, not listed. He, he had a little bit of a quick holdout and he kind of decided against it with the Chargers. So he must have settled on something a little south of 10 million. I yeah. guess, I guess he's the most productive running back in the league. But yeah, I mean the, um, yeah, the running backs versus the owners. I was you you mentioned something earlier about the Hollywood writers strike, and basically running backs versus owners is to me the same thing as Hollywood screenwriters versus AI, Chat GPT, uh, Megan the Killer Robot, all the AI stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they expect to be paid like it's 1999. Um, it's tough. I mean, it's it's not it's not cool that like they don't get paid anymore, but it's also just you know the market of the moment. I know there's something that needs to be adjusted. I, we mentioned earlier they need to be able to unionize or or renegotiate contracts earlier. It's just it just seems like their workload and their wear and tear should be compensated more, especially how much they can affect the game. Yeah, they can. I mean, I think there's a good argument that not that many great running backs have led teams to Super Bowls in the past decade, probably. Who, you know, like LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, like those guys, like the average dudes. Cam Akers. Are fun. Cam Akers, yeah. Cam Akers, um, what's that guy's name that was on the Patriots and the Rams as well? Damn it, I forgot his name. Sony Michelle. I'll look it up. Sony Michelle, nailed it. Georgia. Um, yeah, guys like that. Guys, besides, I, I was thinking of the last great running back to win a Super Bowl. Was it Marshawn Lynch? You know, like a guy that was oh, a wow. elite, top, yeah. top five guy. Marshall Falk? 
That was like 1998. Yeah, that was there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I just brought that name out of my memory. Uh, You still, like me, I still think 98 was like five years ago. Eddie George? (laughs) Yeah, 2001. Yeah, okay. All right. Damn. Damn. I know. Way off. I I feel bad for him. But maybe it's something where I remember like when Shady McCoy was holding out uh, with the Steelers, he was bitching about like, Hey, I'm kind of a receiver running back. And I feel like I should be paid because I catch so many balls because receivers make a poop load of money, which is a fair point. So the NBA has kind of gone positionless. Maybe running backs just need to kind of like find a niche, like we're a tight end mixed with a receiver. And we also grind through the, I'm with know, that. Cause like Jimmy Graham, didn't he yeah. make a huge stink about being a tight end? He's like, I'm yes. a, I'm a wide receiver. Pay me like, pay a, me like a receiver, which he was, yeah, he was accurate, but they just put that label on. No, you're a running back. You're a dime a dozen or you're a tight end. You're a dime a dozen, but the tight ends are starting to, I mean, the people right. are starting to realize their the tight ends worth. So they're, they're getting their pay is going in the right direction. And that is up while running backs going the opposite direction going down. Yeah. They need to do something about that. Yeah. I'd say like, you know, you got Kelsey who's considered, if you, added him with receivers he'd be a top five receiver in the league yeah he's a tight end so they get paid like that now like the kittles and the and those guys are not they're not like missing mark andrews they're not missing out on paychecks anymore like they used to the running backs are just uh, they're just going the other direction something something needs to happen they need to do something like get together Ladanian tomlinson needs to organize a him and sean uh, alexander need to get together yeah Mar- maurice jones drew just do like a union yeah barry sanders can know. probably Sure. Nap, nap through the, the proceedings, but be a figurehead. <laughs> All right, my critical number of the week is $60 million. Ooh, um, he's short. He's rude. Mm-hmm. He wears glasses. Yes. He's a pervert. Yep. And he has a bad hard drive full of naughty emails. Yes, yes. This man's name is Dan Snyder. On the way out of the door, the NFL fined Dan Snyder 1% of the selling price that he sold the commanders for. He sold it for 6 billion dollars they find him 60 million i don't know for a bunch of different stuff withholding money uh being a pervert um just doing all the shady yeah just they they anyway he got fined 60 million dollars now the the best part about all this news story that was coming out everyone was reporting on dan snyder and in the deep recesses of the internet we i found that josh harris the new owner of the commanders this deal has finally gone through there was a couple of parties being thrown by some DC channels, uh, some radio channels. I have it right here. A 106.7 in DC. They were throwing the F Dan Snyder party. You fill in the blank. And he called the two bars, the old ox and the bullpen. And the first thing he did as an owner of the DC commanders at all these parties that were saying F Dan Snyder, he bought everybody a beer. Nice. That is <laughs> When was the last time your ownership group bought you a beer? What's that? Jerry Jones was like, "Hey man, you, you guys down there." In the- oh, they're gonna ask. They're ask what my the corporate company I work for. I was like, "No, we don't get a stipend for that." Uh, you should work say- in a small company. My boss buys beer all the time, brother. That's true. You you got a cool boss though. Um, Jerry Jones has never bought me a beer, but I've bought twenty dollar twelve ounce cans from Jerry Jones. Not the same. I don't think that's yeah, the same. You're right. It's not sporting him. So shout out to Josh Harris who is. It's pretty easy to be a better owner than Dan Snyder. Yes. I think just existing. I think just existing makes you a better owner than Dan Snyder. But to be able to say, just to kind of add fuel to the fire, hey, let me come in a little splashy, buy your fans beers. You know what football fans like? 
light beer. Drinking beer. It's like, it reminds me of, uh, what's his name? Raising Cane's guy, buying all those jello shots, the College World Series for the LSU Tiger uh, Nation. Yeah, rich people just should do that more. I mean, take it from the take mm-hmm. it from corporate, you know, just throw them a pizza party. That that makes him feel like family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trainer, give me your stuck on this week. My my question is stuck on, or my stuck on is a question. What is going on with the NFC North, Massey? Uh, I'll give you some some bullets here. Remember all the Lions players having gambling problems, especially the wide receivers? Yeah. Jameson Williams. Kind of weird. Packers receivers are, I don't know if they're on ayahuasca or something, but they're saying there's no difference between Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. I don't Yikes. love Aaron Rodgers, but there's there's a talent discrepancy there. Yeah. Let's be fair. Justin Fields is claiming he's going to throw for 4,000 yards this season. That one's maybe attainable. Did he say, say 4,000? That's, that's the yeah. number he put on it? Yeah. I mean, I looked he's it up. He's going to be he running for his life. He's going to set the Bears running record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, and now DJ Moore Jordan gonna have four thousand yards. I'm sorry, no, not by himself. Sorry that no, I'm throwing you're... throwing shade that no. way. No, you're right, you're Chicago. Right. You're right. Go after him. Trash. Um, Jordan trash Jordan franchise. Addison of the Minnesota Vikings, their number one pick from this last year's draft. Where did he go to college? Driving... Jordan Addison. I'll, I'll look that up. Keep going. Yeah, cited for driving 140 miles an hour in a. Not an 80, not a 70, but a 55-mile-an-hour uh, zone overnight. So, NFC North is just, a, just full of drama, and it's going to be a what? bad division, too. Yeah. What? 145 miles an hour? What was he driving? <laughs> he was driving a Mercedes from Nick Saban's dealership. <laughs> I'll see if I can get in here and find what he had under a Lamborghini. There you go. Lamborghini. Oh, he didn't, even, he didn't even know. You know, those things go so fast. You know, sometimes when you're speeding and you're like – Officer, it's not my car, or it's a, my it's brand burned. new car. I I just didn't even know how fast I was going. He's a pit. He's a Pittsburgh Panther. You know what? It's not very warm up there. They don't get they don't get to drive their sports cars that frequently. I get it. You know, you're you just have a little fun out there, or you could take your lesson from other football players who have manslaughtered some people and are currently mm. in prison. And you just don't mm-hmm. drive that fast, but just because you're rich. Yeah, we even had something more recent than Henry Ruggs. Um, oh, Jay, what's his name? What's the Georgia? Oh, that tragedy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, what is this? I just yeah, this. Uh, don't drive I, fast yeah. in cars. Don't drive no, fast in cars. Cars no. are designed to get you from point A to point B as safe as possible. Just don't drive fast enough. You'll get there. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't play so much. Don't play so much Madden. Throw in Gran Turismo video game and get your, yes. get your fun off on that. Scratch yeah. scratch that fast itch. There's Grand Theft Auto. There's all sorts of things. Uh, Grand Theft Auto is another good example. <laughs> Don't be like Grand Theft Auto. Just get that fix in the video game. Yeah, metaverse. All right, my stuck on is capitalism. Oh. Capitalism in sports. Have you heard about the D.C. sports area? Dan Snyder's? The, well, Josh Harris is now. Um, the Capitals, the Wizards, the WNBA team, the Mystics all have an investment from the Qatar, Qatar most recently known for the World Cup and all the human rights violations coupled with the slave labor and the thousands of people who died building those stadiums to host the World Cup, just purchased $4 billion worth of the Wizards, Capitals, and W the uh, the Mystics spread their assets out over 
those three teams or their cash out over those those three teams. Thank you, capitalism. We just got another corrupt government to invest in our sports. Mm-hmm. Great. Golfers. Now it's like multi-pro teams all at once getting invaded. Yeah. Um, that's just going to give them a great excuse to have all the Qatar, whoever represents the sovereign fund, whatever government official, um, just be in D.C. whenever they want. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there to sprinkle that in that we're going to have uh, – you know, just just really bad people in the, at court side at a Wizards game. Oh, that's who left the powder in the White House. See, that probably it was a mm, gift. Now it was a gift. They it's read gift the time. they read they read the room and they were like, "Well, we know, we know this will be a hit." Uh, <laughs> also, besides my Bobby Petrino being Texas A and M offensive coordinator this year, um. My other stuck one is I'm really sick and tired of, of seeing anything related to Damian Lillard and, and the Portland Trail Blazers and his trade potential. I know, I know. I just wanted that to be seamless and just happen. I feel like he was a good boy for a while. And then they, I feel like it was kind of the opposite where like they kept being like, wow, he just doesn't want to leave. And then it's almost like, okay, guys, I'll leave if, you, if you're just going to keep saying Damian Lillard's too loyal to the Portland uh, faithful. And now it's like he's getting thrown under a bus because he finally is like giving in and now there's just this limbo of like they can't trade him they uh drafted scoot who mm-hmm. basically plays the same position and kind of the same skill set as him doesn't really make sense to put them together and i mean he's 30 it's like time to cash in on his value i don't i don't get it i mean i know he's like vetoing trades to almost every team but miami heat but like there's got to be somebody else that can step up and trade surely for and, and can he's you think good. of someone who has like worn out the, their public opinion, their like positive public opinion faster than Damian Lillard. Everybody loved Damian Lillard and cited him as an example of how to act when you're a star player in a mid-market team. And within two months, everyone hates him. Yeah. It's been, yeah, he's been on the fast very track. Strange. He was trying to, yeah. He was trying to do the same thing loyally, like um, Kobe, Dirk, all those guys from the past. And it's just like blown up in his face. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't wait till that's over. All right. Give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. Uh, I've got a couple. First one is I'm a little less triggered. Uh, I have no idea. And there's a great article on ESPN.com. Aaron Rodgers starts different Jets training camp with patient approach. Don't you love headlines like that? Oh, man. Just I'm going to go throw up. I never I don't think I've ever wanted a historically bad franchise to lose so much more than the 2023 New York football Jets. Is there anybody that when Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets, was there anybody besides Jet fans that were like, this is going to be great? I want no. I want Aaron Rodgers to have success with the Jets. I don't want no, Aaron Rodgers maybe. to have success at all. No. I'm not even no. in the NFC North, and I still hate that guy. A little less triggered. Uh, actually, Josh Heupel. I actually, hate, I actually hate the Minnesota Vikings the most out of the NFC North. I hate those guys. Because the Addison Reed thing, the the car? No, because of the Minnesota Miracle <laughs> and the Rudolph push-off oh. in the back of the end zone and OT and all the other garbage ways they've won in the playoffs. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, Josh Heupel says there's only one real UT. Um, has Josh Heupel gotten a little too big for his britches too fast at Tennessee? He's, you, he's talking Maybe. But he's got something in Joe Milton. His quarterback has a freaking – Cannon and if, if Josh Heupel is still able to open up that offense with Joe Milton, once Hendon Hooker's gone, 
I might be eating my hot take of last year where I said Josh Heupel is caught lightning in a bottle with Hendon Hooker. Don't don't expect a long success at Tennessee. I might be wrong. That might be something I eat. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna die on that hill, but. That water is rising fast, and I'm up to my chest in it with the way that Joe Milton throws a football. Yeah, he's going from he's basically going from Dirk to Luca here. I mean, like he had something great, and it's like, how did he have this also this Joe Milton guy just kind of hanging out? How's that guy not been in the portal knowing how Hooker played? I think previous... Joe Milton is also old. I think he's yeah, kind of like he Hendon Hooker. I think he, I think he's transferred a couple of times, and now is at Tennessee and. And something's going to happen there. I mean, maybe Josh Heupel's Chick-fil-A's bags were heavier than Jeremy Pruitt's. Oh, that's a good point. But they're legal now. That's the point. That is the point. Jeremy Pruitt got punished and was like, are we doing this? Are we doing You can't come back to the SEC. We're like, just relax. Just relax. He's fine. Jeremy Pruitt's fine. He all of a sudden is popping up on websites. I'm like, I don't even know where Jeremy Pruitt is. He's like the defensive linebackers coach for the Giants right now or something strange. He's popping up what? popping up on websites like he's selling stuff or he no no I, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm a frequent i'm frequently hurt Hi, i frequent I'm his ebay bitch hey i'm jeremy pruitt here here's some game warm socks i beat the chargers with no he <laughs> he's just like jeremy pruitt is getting punished it's like what are you gonna punish him what what are you gonna do about that at least they're not punishing think, the kids in the uh, school these days they're just punishing the individual that's true i think a little bit of this is uh Heupel's quote sims back from his um National championship with Oklahoma. He just hates Texas, which is fine with me. Okay. Texas football's annoying. All right. They're annoying, you know. I like that, I too. I, I can't wait for Texas and Oklahoma to be in the SEC and see what it's like day in and day out. Last one. All right. The people. The people. They're effing obnoxious. Uh, this this is uh, Bryson DeChambeau's comment about the British Open. <laughs> I wish. Uh, this is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Talking about Philly fans. I love it. Oh, yeah. But Philly fans embrace that. They're like proud of how terrible of human beings they can be when they're doning their colors, dotting their colors or whatever the word is. Have you, they? Fought. But he plays for the Eagles. He plays for the Eagles. Remember when Mike Scott played for the 76ers and they almost beat him up in a parking lot because he was wearing a commander's jersey? He was like, I play, for, I represent your city. I'm also from D.C. Let me cheer for my football team. They're like, you take that shirt off and a bunch of people attacked him? Mm-hmm. This guy's no, a I, lunatic. You, pre- you, pre- you obviously appreciate the choir. I'm just excited that if Eagles player – is like I hate your fa- I hate my fans. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yeah, no, f those guys. All right, yeah. my quote of the week. Um, this is the most unnewsworthy news here. The real question for me is: Can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. Oh. LeBron James. LeBron James won an ESPY for a record-breaking performance, becoming the leading scorer in NBA I history. I the ESPYs. Yeah, damn. <laughs> he announced that he is not retiring, which wow. surprised absolutely no one. And it's very funny that he says, I can't give the game everything. I think he's excluding defense when he says everything. I think there's a, there's a footnote there on everything that says, I will not be playing defense and I'll take possessions off. So, um, was there any question that he was going to retire, Trainer, in your mind? No. Yeah. I, it was just LeBron, 
It's almost like Bill he, Belichick where he, he really thinks he's that important and people are paying that close attention to him. Yeah, he, he needed to – I will I will give Aaron Rodgers this. When he is annoying the offseason, it's because the media gives him attention. He doesn't really act actively really go out. I mean, he does say, like, oh, this is ayahuasca. But he's being he's – He being, goes to um, the Pat McAfee show and, and blurts out everything. That's like true, week. but he's being invi- – I'm giving him a little bit of credit here. LeBron is the one who likes to take the spotlight away from, like, the Nuggets or whoever's playing – you know, the Heat, whoever's playing in the finals and be like, I'm changing my number back to 23. I'm retiring maybe. It's like, dude, just he's actively like fine. He's using his social media instead of being interviewed and stuff coming out. Do you see the difference there? I do see the difference where he's actively seeking the attention and and pulling away the spotlight where maybe he can, what should be able to share it a little bit. He is LeBron James. He's one of the most recognizable people in the world. I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, I don't think he even takes interviews except for that barbershop show. Does he still do that where he can write the script himself? Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron James. Very unnewsworthy news. I'm almost sorry that I brought it up. Did you see did you see what he was wearing? He had like mm. a like a uh a choker, a pearl oh. pearl necklace choker with like a something emblem in the center of it that was like the clasp. It was it was Wait, a bizarre like, look, like a legit like nineteen ninety eight uh, limited two like eight year old I'm not eight twelve year old girl necklace kind of that deal. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> that that is the trend, but not that necklace. It was it was as tight as that, but it was made of pearls and some fancy fancy emblem in the middle. Huh. I want to. I need to research what this. Yeah, what I this, looked at uh, it and I was like, emblem is okay. I don't know if it was an emblem. It was something. Anyway, we uh, we need to move on. Give me give me your goat of the week, trainer. Mine is an emo and disheveled Lane Kiffin at SEC Media Day. <laughs> I, I, I I like Lane. I love it. Give me what did I what mean, did he do? Current state of college football is a disease. Quote of the week will be less parody than before. True. Portal is like free agency ability. I didn't know that you were able to enter the portal two times a year. Or is he just blowing smoke out of his? Balls? No, no, two times, two times a year. That's I kind think. Of, that's I think spring. So. Well, this is what happened. Like Deion Sanders guys out there in Colorado, some of them went ahead and hit the transfer portal in the spring, and then some of them waited, played the spring game, and right after the spring game, hit the yeah. transfer portal just because they were able to showcase their talents. So there is a little bit of that. But anyway, continue. Yeah, case in point. I mean, I agree with a lot of these. Pro football, it's like becoming pro football without a salary salary cap or luxury tax. And my favorite part of this was a reporter. I didn't see the reporter, but he asked Lane, hey, do I look like you? I, I hear that I look like you. And Lane teased that he had a romantic encounter with said reporter's uh, mother back in the day, potentially. You know, just like, <laughs> hey, I might be your daddy. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the quote and it didn't make sense to me at the time. He goes, what's your mom's name? Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> Lane is a troll god. He is the best. I love Lane. I think his uh baby blue uniforms are kind of cool. And I and I love beating the snot out of him every single year. It's great. He looks yeah, so unhappy looked, sometimes. Yeah, he looked like he won the Masters, but they put a blue jacket on him. He had 40 beers during the Masters. He's tan, his hair's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a guy who just played, you know, 36. 36- uh, I don't want to bring up golf again, but 36 holes of golf. Well, he, they've been in Nashville for a week, so you can only imagine. Oh, oh, oh! And uh, speaking of powder, 
All right, my go to the week. He is a Seattle Mariner. His name is Jared Klinick. Have you do you know who this guy is? Yeah, uh, Jared Kel- Kelinick. Kelinick. Yeah, I bet you, yeah, Klinick is C L. This is K E L. He's he's, he's going to need he's going to need a clinic. Oh, that's 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 a great segue because he broke his foot <laughs> kicking a uh, water cooler. He fractured his foot. He's de- he's on the IL injured list for at least ten days. After striking out and taking all his frustration and rage out on a water cooler, what I need to know is what was this water cooler made of? This must Titanium? be a hell of a yeah, hell of a water cooler An ice, to break a man's a, just foot. Frozen, yeah, frozen igloo made out of titanium. Oh, I bet you it was the one they freeze before the games and they can all, and they <laughs> set out in the sun an hour before and they just have ice cold water all game. Yeah, that wasn't smart. That's a good point. That wasn't smart, point. Jared. My other, my other go to the week. You ready for this? Yeah. Kirby Smart. Oh, what did Kirby? I miss Kirby. Lane Kiffin was just all my business. I did. I missed his. Kirby Smart um, pulled. He is the coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. He pulled a page of uh, from Nick Saban's book on how to run a successful program <laughs> by being the most powerful man in the state. A news journalist, Alan Judge, that reports for the Atlanta Journal Constitution had an article that he wrote that reported that UGA football did nothing to punish his football players after they were cited for domestic disputes. Now, what happened to Alan Judd in that article? The article got redacted. Alan Judd fired, and the paper issued an apology. Yikes. Mm -hmm. You don't mess with the king. No. You don't mess. Kirby Smart is currently the king of college football. And no hoity-toity Atlanta boy is going to report on his guys being anything else besides model citizens or they're going to get the ax because that's the bottom line because Kirby Smart said so. Man, politics and sports. <laughs> it's, more, it's, it's more like the media, the media and the governor of Georgia, Kirby Smart. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he has put his money where his mouth is. He's had the most... First round draft picks in the past decade? Decade? No. Five no. years? No. Oh, I saw some stat earlier. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll table that for next week. I'll do my research. Sports fans, that is all the time for you we have this week. I'd like to thank Trainer for welcoming me back on air. I'd like to thank Welcome. my I'd like to thank my lovely wife for letting me do all this. Same. And uh that's it. That's all. <laughs>